Mike Trout making history. Let's step into the on-deck circle. You're listening to the DFS On Deck Podcast, brought to you by LineStar App, the top-rated DFS tool set and number one companion for DraftKings, FanDuel, and Yahoo Daily Fantasy. Go LineStar Premium now at LineStarApp.com. Now, here are your hosts, fantasy baseball experts, Joe Pizzapia and KC Bubba. Hey, yo, what's up, everybody? It's me, Joey P, Joe Pizzapia, and welcome to On Deck right here, courtesy of the Line Star app. It is me, it is Casey Bubba, and it's you, and welcome back, everybody. Hopefully, you had a lovely Labor Day weekend. You didn't labor too much. In fact, hopefully, you did the opposite of laboring. I know I did, that's for sure, but it's time to get back to work today. That's right, it's Tuesday. And Bubba and I are going to recap everything that went on on Monday and uh, look forward to today's slate as well, which is kind of all over the place. we got a bunch of 6 o'clock games, a Sixto Sanchez game. It's a 6-6-6 kind of day. It's the mark of the beast, Casey Bubba. <laughs> yes, it is. It's going to be a wild one. Uh, you know, nine games on DraftKings, 12 games on FanDuel. So lots of fun today. Lots of interesting uh, decisions we're going to have to make. We're going to pitch inside of things. But, yes, yeah, six doesn't play. Can't wait till we discuss the price difference on that one. Yes, and it was a uh, (laughs) – it certainly is. And it was a historic weekend for Mike Trout, who had his 300th home run. Congratulations to you, Jersey boy. Way to go, uh, Mike Trout. Uh, Was also – it was a tough week last week. You lose Tom Seaver and Lou Brock, two stalwarts of the 60s and 70s of baseball and uh, two of the all-time greats. So tough weekend for baseball in that sense, losing legends in that sense. And, you know, we were kind of remiss, you know, we're nowhere DFS show, but we're also a baseball show. So we got to talk about those things too. And obviously those are two huge losses in the, in the community of baseball, especially for those people who are, I would say forties and above, you probably remember those guys uh, a bit more. Um, I, I remember the end of Tom Seaver's career. That's it. Yes. I didn't see Lou Brock, uh, but I think this is more something in the folks in the fifties and sixties, uh, you know, they, they probably in their 50s and 60s probably uh, have a quite an affinity for those two players, especially if you grew up with those Cardinals or Mets teams in the 60s and 70s, because that was definitely it. So, um, again, you know, great, great, incredible careers for those two. And, uh, you know, it's always it's always too soon for uh, to lose legends. I think that's the best way to put it. So, Bubba, let's take a look at yesterday's slate. And uh, we have the Marlins being the Braves 5-4. Um, so we basically, you know, we have the Braves who are 24 and seven, uh, 24 and 17. And I gotta be honest with you. It feels like the softest 24 and 17 in baseball to me. <laughs> I don't know why. It's just like, yep. I, I have zero faith in the Braves and maybe it's because of games like this. So they drop to the Marlins. So I, I don't know. I'm, I'm just, I feel like it's going to be the same thing where the Braves have a good record. They get into the playoffs, they get smoked. And then everybody's looking around at each other saying, why weren't we more aggressive at the deadline? It's going to be two years in a row of that. Yeah, and that was the preaching because they look at their starting rotation. Like they're calling up Kyle Wright again today, who's just hasn't had it figured out. They have not had a stable set of pitching. Ozzy Albies has been hurt most of the year. Acuna has been hurt off and on. They've been battling it all and somehow are 24 and 17. So I guess you can either say good on them or, like you said, how did they do this? Because it does feel like they'll get to the postseason, they'll face another team with really good pitching, and away they go again. That's that's what I'm thinking. I really do. All right, Gene Segura bails out the Phillies bullpen with a home run in the 10th to beat the Mets 9-8. You got 17 runs in that one. So, you know, good game for Segura. Brandon Workman picked up the W in that one. Uh, and Hector Neris picked up his third save. The Twins 6-3 over the Tigers. Pineda's sharp in seven innings there. So look at that. Michael Pineda getting a W. A couple mm-hmm. starts this year. ERA is under three. 
You trust Michael Pineda right now, Bubba? Hmm? Well, trust trust is a strong word when it comes to Michael Pineda. It's usually a, I like Michael Pineda in GPP lineups or the right matchups in the right situations. To trust him every time out is a very strong, uh, crazy idea most of the time. I, you can always tell it's a loaded question when I raise my voice like that. Hmm? Yes? You, um, do you <laughs> yes, trust I thought Michael Pineda? I thought you were talking to a toddler. Everyone's voice changes like that when they talk to a toddler. How's that novel you've been working on? Hmm? You know, you know that novel. Yes. <laughs> hey, hey, Brian. Hey, Brian. You know that that clever novel you've been working on, Brian. You know, or the um, you know, the protagonist and the antagonist. You know, I missed. That's a great bit. That is a that's an old bit I thought yes. of in a long time, but that is a great. You know, you know, some uh, difficult situations. Trying to get out of it. Everyone better than <laughs> oh, let me know how that works out for you. Uh, oh, all right, uh, Kyle Hendrick uh, gets, his fifth, <laughs> gets his fifth win of the year, five-one over the Cardinals. So the Cubs continue to roll here. They are twenty-four and eighteen now. And uh, I'll tell you what, you know, it's you know, just jumping back to last week on that U Darvish start last week, I put that U Darvish cash game lineup into tournament, tripled up my money in that. <laughs> like, I just, mm-hmm. I, I'm telling you, get that pitcher right, and U Darvish wasn't as highly owned because of that Flaherty matchup. And yep. sure enough, you Darvish yet again dominated and, and you Darvish carried that team. I had some good pieces. The only piece that let me down, stupid Evan Longoria. That was the only one. Everything <laughs> else in that lineup was great that day. Brandon Belt was good. Been rolling with your Giants lately. And it's been working out. We also had the Rangers lose to the Mariners 8-4. So the Mariners continue to be pesky and play close to 500 ball. The Nationals got a rare win, 6-1 over the Rays. Uh, so Scherzer was good, but he's been up and down. I, I mean, it's been it's been tough. This isn't dominant Max Scherzer. Charlie Morton took the loss in this one. It feels like Morton's kind of at the end here, and it's sad. It makes me sad because he was so good last year. I don't know. This is a tough one here, uh, and I know this is the last year of his deal, so he's probably out. So hopefully he gets right by the playoffs, gets a little juice there for that run. Zach Plesak won his second straight start. We started him last week, and I'm just going to keep rolling with the guy. I know, you know, mm-hmm. I don't care about the other stuff. I care about if it's the right call. His ERA is down to one three two, Bubba. I mean, you know, I don't care if you like the guy, don't like the guy. If he's going to be priced right at, you know, somewhere in that eight K range, Plesac is going to be on my teams. Yep, I, I I rostered him everywhere yesterday. He was on DraftKings. He was seventy six hundred bucks. Like it was and it's just cheap. absurd. It's yeah, absurd. so like it was it was a plug and play. Like you said, you just don't just pretend he doesn't have the, the frosted tips and the puka shells, and just say he's a good pitcher, which he is. And I, I've I've started reading some uh, Cleveland articles that say basically he's their next Shane Bieber, like. They believe a lot of the things he's doing and how they've worked with them. And I'm not saying he's Shane Bieber, but like you just mentioned, his numbers and what he's done, he's pretty dominant right now, so it's hard to ignore. Yeah, get in on that price. Uh, Blue Jays 12-7 over the Yankees. Arshello went on the DL over the, or the IL over the weekend, so that's another one to just, yeah, God, I don't know how much the Yankees can stand. I really don't. I don't know when they break, when that breaking point is. Zach Gallon took a loss. He finally gave up some runs. In a game, ERA ballooned all the way to two two nine, if you can believe it. But Gossman beats him. That you must have been loving life here, boy. You beat Zach Gallon as a as a Giants fan. That's pretty good. That's a good day for you. Yeah, you know the you know the offensive juggernaut in San Francisco just keeps taking down you know ace after ace. It's been it's been a wild season, Joe. It's twenty twenty in a nutshell. Is watching the Giants have an offense. I just I haven't experienced that in a long time. So <laughs> it, it's been it's been crazy, but. Yeah, Gossman was only sixty one hundred yesterday. Like he's been silly cheap, seventy seven on Fanduel. He's been GPP viable, so we'll talk about him later again this week. But people need to stop sleeping on him, also. All right, and Chris Bassett, another guy people have been sleeping on, but not us. We've been talking about him a lot on the show as a decent secondary arm. Another W for him. That's his third of the year. He beats 
uh, the Astros. They were in uh, Oakland 6-0, so a shutout game there for the A's. Sean Murphy hit a two-run <clears throat> with a home run and a two-run single there. And uh, last but not least, the Padres one nothing over the Rockies there. So Profar kind of led the offense there. Pomeranz ended up getting the W. So that was yesterday. That was Labor Day, your holiday. It's a new day. Yes, it is. And uh, let's start after it, and let's take a look here. We have afternoon games. We have a 3:15 start. Uh, Jose Barrios against Carlos Martinez, but that is not available, I don't think, on your slate. I mean, it, nope. Look, there's another I one. Get, cra- the, yeah. Yeah, it's one of those crazy days. So, so as far as the day games go, can you even get involved here? It looks like we're, you know, like you can we're do out. on DK. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you DK can do the maybe, all but Fandle's on- locked you out. Yeah, yeah, Fandle's locked you out of the day slate here. But uh, as far as DraftKings goes, you can get involved and just play it all, which, again, we're not going to do. So you're going to miss Barrios versus Carlos Martinez. You're going to miss Martin Perez and Eflin, uh, whatever. So let's start with the 6 yeah. o'clock games here. And uh, let's continue with the FanDuel side of things. You have Yarborough here at 605.77 for him. Annabelle Sanchez is 6K uh, over on the DraftKings side. Once again, in order to do this, you have to play all day. Same thing, uh, basically a similar price. Nobody likes these pitchers, but from an offensive standpoint, uh, your thoughts here on this game with the Rays and Nationals, what do you like? Well, usually DraftKings has some of these Rays guys priced way too high, so I don't get them. But Brandon Loud only 32, Meadows at 29 have a lot of appeal for Sandoval Sanchez, who just hasn't been good. And then there's also value if you want to with the uh, with the Ray, like Choi at 25 has been a, a nice left-handed bat in that lineup. So there, there's options here. I'm not saying it's a must. I, I'd say Brandon Lau at 32 does bring a lot of nice value to a second base position that's really, really rough tonight. He is 5.5 on DK, yeah. by the way. He's been in so. dick every day. Every day is over 5K, so I, I never get to play him. No, you don't <laughs> get to play him on DK. Yeah, <laughs> no. I mean, that's, that's fine. And the next one here... Yeah. Uh, you've got Frankie Montas against Zach Greinke. So uh, Montas is 8K on DraftKings. On uh, DraftKings, Greinke is 9.8. Um, so you can get involved in that one, but you can't do it on FanDuel. <laughs> Once again, it's... Because it's, it's, it's a doubleheader. Yeah. It's, it's weird because usually DK doesn't do doubleheaders, so I don't know what they're doing. But well, keep an eye on Frankie Montas. It's because you can do it in the all day. That's why. It's available oh, okay. to you if you play all day. If you start at 3 o'clock and just make it all one giant slate. So it must be some kind of thing in their setup where they, they can't segment as easily as FanDuel can. Yeah. Which is just well, weird keep, at this point. You know, I don't know how that, yeah. that works out. Oh, they're all foolish. But two things to keep in mind. Um, the doubleheader is only seven games. Remember that, people? If you're playing, seven innings, yeah. things a little bit. Yeah, seven innings. I mean, and uh, Montas was scratched yesterday, and, and that's why Bassett started. So make sure he's like, there might be something with that back still, because he's been bad ever since that back injury. So I was going to say, man, I'm not touching Montas here. I actually think yeah. if you're going to get involved in this one, you pay up for Grinky. Um, yep. It's just Montas has not been right. You're right. Mm-hmm. Ever since that scratch, it has not been good. And I'm going to continue to fade away from it. Uh, let's go and jump into my boy, Tristan McKenzie. What a difference a week makes in pricing, huh? Look at oh this. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. On FanDuel, 9.4 from a boy at home against the Royals. Now, it's a good matchup, but, jeez, mm-hmm. we we really, like, step things up here. Talk about going from zero for, uh, to 100. I mean, the guy was, what, like 7K or something like that? He's jumped up easily two grand in the last week, and and deservedly so. I mean, he's pitched well enough to get there the question is do you trust him enough for me i think the answer is yes i'll be honest with you on on the single pitcher site i still think there's enough people don't know who he is now i'll tell you what as a secondary arm on the all day on dk at seven one huge value phenomenal value mm-hmm. must start ownership will be through the roof i'm fine with that and i'll tell you what you're getting a great price on fran mil reyes too at 3.9 who's been very good mm-hmm. this year uh, and that is a rare discount. Uh, also on FanDuel, you get him at 3K 
Uh, so a good price for Fran Mill there. But I'm, I'm all in on Tristan McKenzie, man. The guy's been fantastic since he came up. We just keep rolling with these Indians. These Royals are not a very good team. I mean, it's just easy as that. I'll, I'll ask you at 9.4, are you out? Or do you think that uh, there's a little bit of love here? Because, you know, there's still a lot of people don't believe in the kid. You know, it's young. When's it going to blow up? And it might be this game. It's fine. But so far, I mean, the kid's been dominant. You hit on something there that I want to clarify for a lot of people. These kids are good. We're going to talk Sixto Sanchez in a bit. I like Sixto a little more because he's $400 cheaper. Both great pitchers. The thing you mentioned, they're young. They're going to have blowups. Like, it's going to happen. Just It doesn't have anything to do with their skill set. It's just because they're young and command's kind of an issue and little things like that. So that's going to happen. But in this match at first Kansas City, $9,400 I have no problem with. He's electric. Great stuff. You mentioned Fran Mill on both sides. I've been playing him because he's like the only cheap piece on DraftKings you get with the Indians unless you play Tyler Naquin, who's 29 on um, FanDuel and these low threes on DraftKings. So you can go there for some value as well. But another guy to mention on FanDuel, Carlos Santana is only $2,700 for Jacob Junis. That is silly cheap. Yeah, I like the Indians today. Look, you're paying $400 more to get the Indians offense. That's yeah, what you're getting. Exactly. I mean, and I don't know if that's a – I don't think that's a – that's a terrible trade-off. That's a reasonable amount more to pay. Mm-hmm. And you're right, Sixo has been brilliant. We'll get to him in a second here. But I think I'll pay the $400 more for the matchup. Um, against the Royals with that Cleveland offense, just because I, I trust those guys. I mean, you look at the lineup, it's got Lindor, Ramirez, Santana, Reyes. I mean, the, you know, I feel better about him getting the run support that if he isn't perfect, maybe we could still squeak in a W there potentially. Um, but so far, <laughs> he's been as close to perfect as you can get from a young kid there. So very excited to see him. All right, Jay Happ and whatever's left of the Yankees, although they do hit uh, Glaber Torres back, so that was good. And his price on FanDuel goes right back to 2.7, which is great. I uh, love that. They did get LeMayu back last week, too. We had talked about that. So it's just it's not the same Yankees without Judge and, and Stanton right now. And uh, we'll see if Torres can get in there and get hot again. He's facing Taiwan Walker. This one's in Buffalo for the Blue Jays. And uh, it's hard not to like this Blue Jays lineup. I mean, I think I'm fading away from the pitchers in this ballpark. I'm sure you would agree with that. But look at Lourdes Gurriel at 2.9, VR at 2.8. These are all the FanDuel prices. Rowdy Telez in a three-hole probably at 2.8. Grichuk, 3-2. Really, the only expensive guy in this whole game is Kevin Biggio, and he doesn't even cross four. So it's kind of crazy to me that we're in this kind of hitter environment that's been so prolific this year in Buffalo, and yet we don't have one player who crosses that 4K threshold on FanDuel. I think that's fascinating, and I think it's going to lead to high ownership today. It should. It's a great spot for them. Uh, I do like the Biggio call because – People will see the price tag and they'll just kind of skip over him, but he's been one of the more consistent players in their entire offense. So I think he's a good piece to have not with that it. Not expensive. Three eight's not no, that bad. For what it's not bad, doing. but Grichik, Guerrero, Guriel, just the whole price range so cheap for the middle of that order. Against half, the killer G's. Hard to pass Can we up. call them the killer yep. G's? Hey, these are my baby Blue Jays. That's what they are. The baby Blue the Jays. Baby Blue Jays. Well, I like the Grichik, Guriel, Guerrero. I thought you I like that. You can call them that. But you're creating a table it, there. Especially <laughs> when you have Bezio, who's a part of the killer B's in Houston. So it's cool. There you go. That's cool. It's cool. It's a new thing. Uh, over on DK, <laughs> different different price structure, obviously. Yes. So you're looking at the mid fours for everybody. Bijou at the top of the board at five six. Um, you're not getting a discount on Torres. He's at four seven. He's one of the more expensive Yankees, along with Voit and Lemayhu. But um, what about Voit in this game today too? Here, because I mean, Taiwan Walker has been a guy that I think you can go against. Do you prefer the Blue Jays to the Yankees, or you just want to game sack the whole thing? I prefer the Blue Jays to the Yankees, but I've, I've been on Voigt all year, and he hits righties with a ton more power than lefties, so I think it's a good call there. He's a, You get a discount on uh, FanDuel for sure, and he'd yeah, be a good like, – if you want to bring, bring that – bring like a Voigt back with like a three or four-man J stack, that could be pretty good. 
All right, Dylan Cease over there for the White Sox, 8.4K for him taking on the Pirates. You know, it's just been this easy. It just, you know, the Pirates have just been bad, you know. And uh, we last week there was one game, I forget who it was, we said, I don't know if I want to do this. I know it's the Pirates, but, and it was still good. And I think our lesson learned here is it's just, the Pirates are just a lost season. That's it. Uh, 8.7 for Dylan Cease on DK. You could certainly, I mean, look, we're going to get the 6-0 in a second on DK. It's absurd what the pricing is for him. But yep. this is the beginning of the 7 o'clock games. And Dylan Cease, as one of the tandem pitchers tonight, has good win equity, good strikeout potential against the Pirates who strike out a fair amount. And you know he's going to get the offensive support. It's a tough lineup to get involved with the DraftKings because there's a lot of 5K players here. But on the FanDuel side... You got guys, you know, as low as 2.9 in Grandal and Anguinal Connorcion as 2.9 as well, Bubba. Yeah, no, you, you definitely want him on the FanDuel side if you can afford him. Um, I don't mind some of the value at the Pittsburgh bats, I'll be honest. I think Cease, his last few starts, just not striking guys out, and the command hasn't been where we want it. So I don't think I'm going to use him as an arm. I'm not stacking Pittsburgh by any means, but there are value one offs. Brian Hayes is cheap on both sides. He's 28 on DK. He's only um, 26, 26 on Fandle. Yeah. And then the other value I'd mention is Eric Gonzalez hitting towards the top of their order. 24 on Fandle. He's uh, 4K on DK, but he's hit he's, he's hitting like 400 over his last 10 games. So cash-wise, he's actually got a really good floor for you. Yeah, I mean, Aloy at 3-4 is like I think the best bang for your buck here. You know, he's cheaper than Abreu on Fandle. He's cheaper than Robert. He's hitting the five-hole. He's cheaper than Tim Anderson. Like, if you just want to make, you know, get a guy in this White Sox lineup or start with a guy, I think it starts with Aloy. It's just he's the best mm-hmm. ROI, in my opinion. All right, let's get to the game that, obviously, Bubba's super excited about. Here you go. Ready? <laughs> Sixto Sanchez on FanDuel, 9K against the Atlanta Braves, who strike out a fair amount. Obviously, Kyle Wright, we mentioned makes earlier. Sense. 5.8, right? Okay, makes sense. On DK, he's 6.2K. Against Kyle Wright of 6.5. <laughs> How is this? What? What? How? Why? Yeah. All right. So can you I imagine? Can you, can you imagine, Joe? <laughs> Pretty much. Could you imagine playing a full day slate and you get Sixto and McKenzie for 71 and 62 and get every bat you wanted? Well, I mean, let me tell you something. <laughs> you know, here's the danger is if you don't have the, the attention span to make sure the other guys are in the lineup that day, that's, that's where it gets a little hinky. You take some zeros that can hurt you. You know, but if you have the fortitude to be paying attention and swapping and 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 playing along, basically, then okay. But it's, yep. I mean, I don't know how you don't do that today on DraftKings. Like I just, I mean, and people say, oh, it's chalky. Well, so what? It's right. Yeah. It's like the you yep. Darvish story we just told you. It's right. If it's right, you play it. Then just stop overthinking things, and that's that's the ruination. I I can't tell you how much dead money there is in some of these lines where people are just trying so many different things to be different. Instead of just trying to put their best foot forward and trying to, you know, triple or quadruple up their money in a tournament as opposed to trying to win the whole thing by being so different. It's just, you know, you look at the the lineups that win these things, they're basically look like cash game lineups with a few exceptions yep. here and there. That's I mean, it's sorry. It's only like, it's only like two <laughs> tweaks, like you said. It's like two tweaks. It's all it it's is. Two little it's tweaks. Cool. It's that one, it's yep. it's somebody who had Lewin Diaz go off that night. <laughs> like you exactly. Know, like, you, Some you like two percent like, guy that no one would play. And the two percent guy who was in the two K range, and that's and that's how it worked out. And that and you know what? And yeah. we've been trying to target those guys, and we've done pretty well with most of them. But all right, so outside of six though tonight, you getting involved with any offense here with the, the Miami Marlins against Kyle Wright, or or is it a hard pass? Yeah, if you want to be different tonight, Marlins are one of the ones I like. Jesus Aguilar, thirty-eight on DK, twenty-nine on Fanduel, brings you some value. Garrett Cooper, it stinks. He's the same position as Aguilar. I love his power upside. I'd probably go Aguilar, but Cooper's been very, very good as well. 
Well, you can put Cooper at the utility slot. You could go true on Fanduel. On Fanduel, you can't DK. You're screwed. Right. But um, Corey Dickerson's 32 on DK and 26 on Fanduel is hit safely in four straight. I think it's a great spot versus Kyle Wright for him if you want some savings. Uh, I don't mind the Marlins as like a small little piece of a piece of the pie tonight against Kyle Wright. It just isn't that good right now. Yeah, I like the Marte Aguilar thing as well. I mean, sign me up for that. They're averaging 3K over there on FanDuel. Now, it, when you pop over to DK, different story because Marte is 5'5". Five, five. So yep. once again, when you see like Brandon Lau's like all the way at the top of the pricing in one and then moderate on the other site, it's just a no-brainer. I mean, it's telling you, it's screaming to you, this is a good investment. Take the good investment while you have it. John Means, the lefty, taking on Michael Waka. Uh, I can't, you know, get excited about either of these pitchers for good reason. Same old for me here. Michael Conforto against the lefty has been good, so 3.2 for him on uh, FanDuel. I will take that. If McNeil stays at the top of this order at 2.7, that's good. Him, J.D. Davis, and Michael Conforto is actually a really nice uh, top there uh, in terms of trying to get some pop there. Uh, you also have Pete Alonzo at 3.7, who's always got pop in that batch against John Means, the lefty. And on the other side, it's the same old, it's like the usual suspects in this game, I feel like. And, you know, is there anybody else that really kind of pops over to you, maybe on the DraftKings side that I'm, I haven't mentioned yet? Well, the only ones I'd mentioned on FanDuel and on DraftKings, DJ Stewart is really cheap. Really started getting it going here of late. He's 24 on FanDuel. And when you look at him on DraftKings, he is a whopping, you actually have to slide down, he's whopping $2,000. So if you want to just punt, DJ Stewart hitting about sixth against Waka, a lefty, I'll take it. All right. I've got some interest in Spencer Turnbull at 8.5 against the Brewers today. Adrian Hauser's at 8K, Spencer Turnbull 8.5 on DK. Turnbull's been okay. You know, over on FanDuel, he's just 7.6. You know, the, the Tigers kind of hanging and hovering around 500. Is this kind of the sneaky oppo play of the day? I love the Tigers' bats tonight. Not so much in love with Turnbull. I get what you're saying. Because the, the Brewers' offense hasn't been consistent. Turnbull's been inconsistent, too. Hey, man, too. like they 20, just added Dan Vogelback. In a GPP. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, in a GPP, <laughs> in a GPP, sure. Like, Keston here is the that's only I mean. bat I want. That's it. But So I get it. But I love the Tigers' bats. Like, I, this is a weird slate with the Marlins and Tigers. Like, you could really – like, take the chalky pitchers. Because you can get really different with some bats tonight. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm in agreement with you. Andrew Heaney, 8.4K against Lance Lynn at 9.4. That's the DK pricing. Heaney is more than Lance mm-hmm. Lynn on FanDuel. He needs 9.2. Lance Lynn is 8.8. This is another one where I scratch my head on the other side of this one. I don't, I don't get this at all. Yeah, Lance Lynn's the workhorse. Like it's it, The way I described it to someone is Lance Lynn's your cash game play because he's got the floor. You know what you're going to get from Lynn. Usually 6-plus, 100-plus pitches, 6-plus strikeouts. Lynn's going to do his thing. I think he needs a great GPP play. We know he can be off in, the, in a split second and just blow your whole lineup up. But two back-to-back great starts, and most importantly, facing a Texas team that is very, very bad versus left-handed pitching. So I think Heaney is this is true, and he was really good in that last outing, especially. Yeah. So I mean, and he, he's kind of been that guy too. Like he have a stretch of a couple good starts, and then yep, you know, then, then he blows up again. Up exactly. So yeah. um, in terms of this one, uh, I think we you, you attacking any bats in this one, or do the pitchers? No, I like both pitchers. pitchers. Like if whatever you're comfortable yeah. with, like Heaney GPP, Lynn Cash, I'm good either way. Yeah, I I don't know. I, I kind of still lean towards the Lance Lynn side. He's just he's been so good, you know. Especially it, on Fanduel at that. Somebody price. just posted a thing the other day. Said, "Hey, remember when Sonny Gray and Lance Lynn were both Yankees?" <laughs> I laughed out loud and I went, "Oh my god, wow!" I didn't even think about that. Like that was such a blip on the radar when Lance Lynn was there. I almost forgot. Yep. And oh, I was man. like, oh, "Could you imagine? <laughs> you imagine that rotation oh, right now? They'd probably those- be hurt." Probably, yeah, it's true. All right, <laughs> the Reds and Cubs face off. Alec Mills on FanDuel 7-2, Tyler Mall. 
at 7.9. Uh, you've also uh, pricing there 8.2 for Molly and uh, Alec Mills is 7.5 in this one. So your approach to the Cubs Reds tonight, Bubba, what is it? You want left-handed bats? Uh, be careful. You're going to hear the narrative all day. The wind is blowing in like at 19 miles an hour from left field. So it's yeah, I see that. Big, deal. Yeah. big, big deal. So I kind of just want to avoid this game, even though I'd love to attack these pitchers. But I'm probably going to avoid it unless it's like an Ian Happ, one-off, maybe a Schwarber. I was going to say Winker, Winker for value. Nine. Yeah, yeah, two nine Winker seems to be like it. the best one on FanDuel. Because I'm not again, going all in on this game. That's the thing. Yeah, Winker's 4-3 on DK. Happ is 4-7. So it's funny that we're here at this stage in 2020. And those are the two bats that came to our mind first when we talked about the Cubs <laughs> and the Reds. If you told me that in February, I would have laughed at you, right? I mean, Castellanos, Moustakis, like right. give us all these guys. Yeah, yeah. Anthony yeah. Rizzo, Chris Bryant. Now, like, I love the Inhap more than most people, but still, like, that was yeah. one of these things. Like, really? This is where we're at? Well, this is where we're at. We're in September now, folks. Yeah. Uh, Chichi Gonzalez against Mike Clevenger. Um, obviously, uh, uh, zero runs yesterday for the Rockies. Can Clevenger kind of keep that streak going? The last, or should I say his first start as a Padre and his last start out was okay. It wasn't dominant from a strikeout standpoint. Do you think that this is a, a bounce back start for him at 9.6 on Fandle? Is it worth it to you? Or do you prefer the Lance Lynn at 8.8 8 on Fandle? I'm going to go elsewhere. Like I love Clevenger. I'm a big fan of Clevenger, but something's not right there. There's been articles about him lately breaking down his pitch mix, like you know, some stuff with mechanics. So, something's wishy-washy with him right now. So I'm just going to avoid him at his price point. If you want to go to a, a tournament, sure, I get it. But I'd, I'd rather go elsewhere tonight. Well, at 9-7 on DK, are you more apt to try that with all the value of the Sixto Sanchez and some other guys we talked about? Or or do you just do what we were talking about before, which is Sixto and Tristan McKenzie, and then just load up on bats? I go Tristan, McKenzie, or if, you, if you're going to go GPP anyways, just go down to, to Heaney and roll the dice there. All right, are we rolling the dice with Walker Bueller at 10.2K on DK against the terrible Diamondbacks, 10.4 on FanDuel? It would seem like on FanDuel, this is a pretty safe play here against Luke Weaver. I don't know. Call me crazy, Bubba. Yeah, it's a great play. It's just one of those, came back from the blister, only threw 71 pitches. We knew he threw 90 before that. You'd have to imagine he's back up to 90. They said there's no issues. If he's a full go, basically, against this Arizona team, this is a great price tag. Like, you play Walker Bueller, just know – there's always the risk of the Dodgers involved, but if he's good to go, he should dominate. Yeah, look, Weaver's been terrible, so I'm I'm gonna yep. take my shot there. And uh, whoa, whoa, look at it. we got a new guy, Leger Newsom. Mm-hmm. I like this name, Leger. He's le cool. He is, <laughs> he's he is he's about 5. to get lebombed out of San He's gonna get lebombed by Le Giants. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's 5.9 against Logan Webb at 6.7. Oh, that's the FanDuel price for those two boys there. And, of course, on DK, 7.7 for Webb. And Newsom is 6.1. So, you know, Bubba, I- I've been sticking with this. Uh, it's better mm-hmm. on FanDuel, obviously. But Brandon Bell is just 3.8 on DK. That's a really good yeah, value drunk. for him. They're drunk on DraftKings. Yeah, I don't I don't understand why they haven't caught up to that. On FanDuel, Belt is 3.1. Now, just check the health of some guys like Diggerson and Longoria. Uh, Yastrzemski's price has come back down too, though, recently, which has been good. He's at three, seven. So that's much, much better in terms of pricing for mm-hmm. them. But uh, are you excited about the total in this game? Or is this one of these ones that might let us down in your opinion? Oh, I'm still, I'm attacking the Giants bat still. I'm going to keep rolling right. with it. It's been warmer than usual out here right now, which I think is going to be a high in the mid to high eighties in San Francisco today, which is warm for them. So that'll help out a lot. Uh, but belt belts price tag on both sides here is, is silly good. Yastrzemski on Fandle is very, very attractive. Uh, the whole Giants roster is much cheaper on, on Fandle. I, I like another Giants stack tonight. If, if, if anything, just play Belt as a cash game play on DraftKings. I'll say that much. 
All right, it's that time again, boys and girls. It's time to call our shot. Bubba and I are each going to pick a name, and that is going to be our guy. And you can get involved in the contest, too. You follow us over at LionStar on Twitter. And if you retweet this and you reply with your home run call, you can win some free stuff. Everybody likes free stuff. Don't pretend like you don't, okay? This is America. It's a country built on free stuff. So let's get after it. Bubba, where are you going for your home run tonight? Who is leaving the yard? Who is leaving the yard? We are going to go with the one, the only, and it pains me to say, that, but Pete Alonzo is going deep tonight. Oh, off the oh, I can feel the pain in your voice. I'm going to go with another big boy, another first baseman. I'm going to go with Luke Voigt. That's right. Mm-hmm. Let's go Luke Voigt off Taiwan Walker in Buffalo today. That's my home run call. So again, you get involved. Go to Line Star MLB. Go to Line Star app on Twitter and follow us and get involved in the game. And while you're at it, go get that Line Star app and upgrade to the premium product. And then you'll get all ready for MLB and for NFL, which starts this week. I can't believe we're here. And that's right. Thursday, the pre-snap is back. Scott Bogman and I are going to be back on Thursday doing your DFS NFL preview show. That's the pre-snap. Go follow me on Twitter at JoePizzaPia17 for the information on that or check out LineStar online anywhere you can get it. Uh, So Bogman and I will be back on Thursday with that preview show and Friday with the wagering show. Very exciting. Who knows? We might be so excited. We just might release everything on Thursday just because we want to talk football so bad. So keep an eye out for that one. And also follow our good friend Casey Bubba on the Twitter machine as well. That'll do it for us. But the story of the game goes on. There's nothing left to do now except step out of the on-deck circle and into the batter's box and go yard. We'll see you next time, kids. You've been listening to the DFS On Deck Podcast, brought to you by LineStar. Hit subscribe, tell a friend, and stay tuned for the next episode from fantasy baseball experts Joe Pizapia and Casey Bubba.